Welcome to B2B Weekly. Every Wednesday, Marty Sanchez and I, Nemanja Živković, will be your host in a weekly Q&A where we talk all B2B related things. From sales, demand generation, social media, personal branding, lead generation, we focus on real examples, on real case studies, and we share things we only share with our team. So you get to see the way we grow our companies, the way we do marketing for our clients, you get to see everything. And not only that, you get a chance to jump on the call with us, ask questions live and share your perspective on the topic. If you are an executive, marketeer or salesperson, this is for you. Welcome to the B2B Weekly. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can hear. Ah, okay. Uh, something was going on, I don't know, it was very weird. So we had to, ca- to come down from the mountain like four times in seven days. Wow. And then antibi- uh, antibiotics didn't, didn't actually work. So we had to switch to other ones. It was like a huge headache. But I mean, at least the nature is beautiful. Yeah, is she is she okay? Yeah, yeah. She she had to still take one out, but wow. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you take vacation, man. Things get out of control. <laughs> yeah. So I want to start um, the show asking you asking you this: What have you learned as a founder, as a CEO, after taking a few days off? about you know like leadership uh, systems of the agency um, how to get your del- how to get delegate to your team what, what have you learned over these few days that you were not in presence working like usual oh let's see uh, first thing I learned is that you need from four to seven days to get detached from the work so you can actually start uh resting mm-hmm. really and what i found out that when that time starts that's the time when my brain relaxes and starts really working so i have a wish to to go back to work so it's right. like going in different directions but it's it's good i mean uh when it comes to the business and those kind of things i learned a few things one is that um I need to communicate a few times what's, what will uh, happen in the, let's say, next 10 days when, when my vacation starts because clients don't listen right. ever. So, but it's not a problem. I told you that all, all of my clients are long term, so it's, it's okay when it comes to that. But uh, I've been approached to deliver some reports, those kind of things. When I already ask them, what do you need from me until I go to the vacation? Right. Anyway, uh, I mean, a lot of good things happen. Like uh, from the agency standpoint, I realized that I might need to change some things because uh, those people that I have uh, right now, here might not be good for going some uh, from bringing the game up. Okay. They are good for the present moment. But if as as we are growing, you know, I can say, ah, I mean, I don't want some, somebody who will just do the tasks that I give them. I want to have people who can think uh, for themselves, who can see the reaction the engagement, how some things are going, who can look and analytics and react based on that. So not uh, calling me for every single thing. I don't want to to uh, have those kind of people around me in the company. Right. I'm not, I'm not that kind of CEO who likes to micromanage and uh, like go through through every single detail. But I like to say it one time and then clearly, and then I expect you to execute on your own. So when you say there are some things that you, you think need to change, uh, is that mostly 
on a talent or people based? Or are there other things that you realize this is not going to allow us to go to the next level? Yeah, I mean, basically, if, if I'm attached to every single piece of content, it won't bring us uh, anywhere in the future. Because I need to focus, or focus on some other things, like you are doing yourself also to the business development, to uh, finding new clients, to developing strategies, those kind of things. Uh, and I mean, I was trying uh, a different model than the one that I wanted to do from the start. Mm -hmm. because uh, it's not easy. We talked about it in the last few episodes. To, it's not easy to find people who have experience and who are willing to work for somebody else. Uh, but as I was creating content for the, for the potential customers, yeah. clients, uh, it turns out that I was also creating content for potential employees. Mm. So, uh, while I was on vacation, I was approached by by few people who are uh, experienced in the things that I need and who are willing to go uh, and work for somebody who motivates them, who are doing something, who is doing something different than everybody else are doing, who is willing to like experiment, try things, and I don't know, we'll see how it goes. That was my idea from the start but I couldn't find people. So I went to different model. And now I think I'm, I'm on the right track to get back to where I wanted to be. I mean, I don't want to be the only one who is like present everywhere. We're developing just my personal brand and the whole company is uh, building around it. I want also other people who I can help grow. And then by growing, uh, all of our personal brands, we can grow the company and we can go even, even wider. So, so that, that was my next question. After you taking some days off, um, where do you see yourself and the company in like two to five years? So how, uh, after you apply those changes that we've talked about of new people trying to help others go their brands, um, in your ideal world, how does the company look like in five years? How does Funky Market yeah, in 2025? Yeah, I mean, basically, basically, it's the same. I don't want to go like big, big in terms of, uh, of how big the company is when it comes to employees, staff, those kind of things. I mean, I still want to have a small company up to 10 people who are willing to be flexible, to execute fast, and to deliver results. Um, but I want to do some other things uh, next to the services that we provide. Mm, tell me more. Yeah, I mean, that was the idea from the start, but Corona happened. So I had to postpone it. Basically, I want to, I want to organize a huge unconference for the start, like maybe 50 to 60 people uh, who are uh, from marketing, maybe creative and to bring them somewhere like in the nature when they can do everything uh, except things that they do on a regular conferences. Mm. So like ride mountain bikes, ride kayak, uh, hike, uh, do some treasure hunting in the, in the evening with, uh, with intimate conversations, like with two or three uh, industry leaders, who will share some things. People who don't want to go to the nature can, uh, can create some campaigns, branding, those kind of things for, uh, I don't know, uh, socially endangered groups or something like that to help them also develop. Yeah. And uh, basically the idea is to organize the first one in, next to my hometown on the startup line in the mountain. Yeah. Because there are three rooms of 20 people. I want them to, to live together for three days so they can get closer. Yeah. So we can actually instantly create community. And then I want to change the venue each year. So Serbia, Bulgaria, maybe Spain, you know, those kind of things. Important. Will I get an invite? I hope so. Of right? course. <laughs> so last question from that because I'm really interested in, in like your learnings 
but like in five years, we talked about the company. Tell me about you. What, what does the ideal day for you as the CEO, but really as Nemanja, look like in five years? Basically the same as now. I want to do the things that I enjoy doing. That, that was the goal from the, uh, from the start. I mean, maybe the things that I love doing will change, but I want to remain in that, in that area. Like, I like to do strategy. I like to develop businesses. Uh, those are some things that I want to be focused at. You know, everything else, I'm building around it. Yeah, that's interesting. What about you? How do you see it? Yeah, for me, and this, this is why I asked him, because I've been thinking about this for a while. I think my ideal world in three years, in three to five years, is a world where I have a COO where, who takes care of operations. I already have a person in mind. I just cannot hire her yet. Uh, but my responsibilities is just to create content. So it will be to like just grow my personal brand as much as we can and, and use that to drive, to be the marketing for the company. Like I'm fine with the company being attached to my name. Um, like like develop, developing yourself as a, as a thought leader, as a speaker. As yeah, you know, like going into podcasts, creating content, creating articles, um, going to events, speaking conferences. So really just developing my personal brand as a thought leader as an industry leader in, in the areas of personal branding and B2B content uh, and using that as the marketing for the agency, right? So, uh, so that the agency doesn't have to like do much marketing or do much uh, sales. It just, the new business comes from my personal brand and the operations and production are kind of run aside of me. I don't like those things. I don't like, um, I don't like having to like, report with people to clients. I don't like account management. Like I, I don't enjoy doing that. I enjoy uh, creating content really and, and meeting other people, building my network and, and trying to grow my personal brand, which looks, it sounds selfish, but it's more just like trying to learn and share, share that, right? So. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not selfish. I mean, as a CEO, you are a leader. As a CEO, you are developing a, a business. No, I'm kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, but those are definitely the things that you need to do. I mean, through the content, you are also inspiring others behind you in the company to, uh, to go over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where I see us going. Because um, if, if the company doesn't have to worry about new business, it can be a very easily company to run. Right? Just production work, systems, um, and the logistics financials. Um, plus, at the end of the day, I, I'm just I'm more of a creative, creative creator than than a business owner. Right? Like when even mm-hmm. when I started, like I started as a freelance coach writer where I was creating content. Um, so eventually I'd like to go back to, the, to that route of like just creating content um, versus doing everything else that comes. I, I enjoy it. Like I enjoy managing people and all that, uh, but it's a difficult job. And I, I think if I want to like fire myself of things, um, the one thing I don't want to fire myself is my personal brand. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's it just been interesting. We're, we're far away from that still. You need really talented people to do that, and so uh, yeah, I mean, and it takes time to to build up the personal brand and the demand yeah. and everything else. But but it's um, I do think that's a question that more founders and CEOs have to ask themselves because it's really easy to get caught up on that wheel and just trying to survive tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Versus yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I could connect that with, with something that I've been seeing lately because I work with uh, like three or four uh, software companies. Mm-hmm. Most of them are doing outsourcing. Some of them are developing also their, uh, their own products yep. on the side. Uh, but what I'm seeing is if you Google them, you search LinkedIn, you search Facebook, 
wherever you won't find anybody from the from the company um, that is like the 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 main men or the women of the company. You know, right. you won't find their personal brands profiles anything. They are like ghosts. You can only see the names. They are you know that they are working in the company. Yeah, but nothing else. And uh, so I I went deeper and uh, I went to to see what are their business models, how they're operating, how they're working. Basically, all of them are doing outbound yeah. because that's the only thing that they know. Right. Uh, and on the other hand, they don't even have like the business development. Right. Why? Because they started, all of them, like started companies as, uh, I don't know, like the daughter company in Serbia of some company who is in Switzerland, let's say, right. or they have the CEO or co-founder, they have a person in China or in Germany or maybe US that keeps bringing them projects. Right. And uh, those are all like huge companies from 30 employees to 150. Wow. And uh, what's interesting is that when you are develop a uh, software-based company, you have many developers. Right. Other than that, you have only salespeople and maybe one or two people who are HR. So because here comes one project, here comes another project, and you just keeps adding developers. You know, and at one time you need somebody who will take care of developers. And right. that's it. And now when, uh, when COVID-19 happened, when they couldn't do the outreach the way that, uh, that they were, when they uh, didn't have enough projects because those guys were also limited as they were, uh, now they're thinking about maybe we should change the strategy. Right. You know, all of them. Maybe we should change the strategy. Maybe that's, uh, but still, they're thinking about sales, right. not about marketing. They're thinking maybe we should uh, create a different USP. Maybe we should try uh, learn how to negotiate. You know, instead of creating like the marketing machine that will create the demand, I mean, just just think about it. You have 150 people on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, that that say that they are working for your company. I mean, that's, that's uh, unbelievable potential. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's, it's, it's enough that like five or 10 of them are active. Just five or 10 of them. Yeah. Nothing else. But, but COVID is going to be interesting because I think it's going to filter bad uh, marketing and sales. Uh, like people who are, uh, companies that are just running on the idea that new projects always come and their financials suck. They don't have a marketing strategy. Um, their sales is purely outreach, just a numbers game. Like they're going to see that right now, either you have a good brand as a company or a personal brand or both, ideally, it's going to be tough for you to generate new business, right? Because everybody's like more mindful of their budget. Um, People are more close by to new initiatives. So what used to work before, post-COVID, it's not going to work. So it, now more than ever, I think it's important for people to start understanding the importance of content, the importance of building relationships. Because um, business, business development and building relationships kind of the same thing. Um, but being high touch on that relationship and, and providing value over time, staying top of mind, these are things that you could disregard before, but now it's, it's essential. It's either you do it or, or the company is not going to get new projects in the next 12 months. Yeah, and, and most of the companies are still stuck in, uh, I mean, they call it performance marketing. I wouldn't call it performance marketing. It, it, I, I would call it like measuring every single thing just because they feel safe. Yeah, performance marketing has the greatest name of all marketing strategies. Like the guy who branded performance marketing, he was a genius. Because now it seems like the rest is not about performance. Everything's about performance. 
but you're just measuring everything and things that that doesn't really even matter yeah yeah uh, uh, and i mean people measure so many i was going through through the analytics accounts of of my clients while i was on vacation just going after things that i don't usually do and i don't usually see so i'm seeing all kind of things that they're measuring and that we need to improve like convert they're naming them conversions i mean it's a goal it's not a conversion like people right. spending i always say i like to measure how many people spend time reading articles but it's not a conversion exactly. it's it's a goal right and if, if somebody is uh visiting three pages instead of one on your website that's also just something that you can see how your content is performing that person is not a lead it didn't convert it didn't do anything but I, I do think a lot of marketing agencies use that terminology to lie to clients like, yeah it's very easy to tell them we generated 500 leads okay what's a lead for you that has to be the next question is a lead somebody who clicked on I want to talk to a salespeople or I want a demo because yeah, that's a lead or is a lead what you were saying, right? Like visiting three pages. Is it, who gives a fuck? You know, like it's obviously it's a, it's a metric that shows like quality of um, consumption. Is reading an article for seven minutes versus one minute, but it's not a conversion or it's not a lead. It's just a metric that helps you see something ideally. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of these agencies, if they were to measure actual leads that are marketing qualified and that could potentially be clients, their results will be so terrible and their customer acquisition cost will be so high and the customer, the CAC payback will be so long that they will get fired. So they have to find a conversion that is not really a conversion or a lead. Yeah, and also did you did you mention like cock? Uh, I'm seeing more and more people who are like in e-commerce, and I'm boring B2B. They're asking me for the return for the ROS. Right. You no, know? and I'm telling them that's not the metric that I care about because it's not important for B2B. I mean, it's important, but it's not the most important thing yeah you know yeah, is yeah. the customer acquisition cost you know those kind of things uh here is the um sales cycle shorter what's going on like are you increasing the lifetime value of your customers those kind of things and uh because all of them when it comes to e-commerce yeah all of them that i'm communicating with are in uh ppc Right. And doing PPC for the e-commerce is uh, the easiest job in the world if you know how to do it. Right. If you can find the specific target group, if you know how to, how to measure the cost and everything, how to balance it and how to do it long term, it would be like just uh, upstream. Right. And uh, I mean, it's great. but. From my point, it doesn't give me enough, um, how do you say it, excitement. Right. It doesn't give me enough things to work on, enough things to, uh, small things to, to take care of, to improve. Yeah, but, but I do think like tracking, especially when doing paid ads, um, like we, we have to be honest and very transparent as marketers to what results are we, explaining and providing to our clients mm -hmm. if, if i we're doing content so let's say somebody likes four linkedin posts about one of our clients that's not a lead that's just somebody who likes four linkedin posts if we call those leads and then we tell them at the end of the month hey we generated 100 leads we're, we're not reflecting reality so there has to be more transparency and more uh, integrity on how marketers report back to if you're an in-house marketer how you're reporting back inside the company and if you're an agency marketer how you're reporting back to your clients 
Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to measuring on LinkedIn, are you measuring something? What are you measuring, if you are? Uh, on content? Mm -hmm. um, so we measure the things that the clients care about, which is views and engagement rate and uh, you know that type of stuff. And then we measure like the actual things that we care about, which is inbound DMs, um, link clicks to, to the profile or to the company website, um, meaningful conversations that are happening on, on DMs or comments as well. So, so our key, biggest metric is inbound leads through direct messages. Mm -hmm. like that, that's the North Star, then things that build to that North Star. But if we're generating, even if it's as small as like four or five, inbound leads per per month that's a huge success for us because um, mm -hmm. if we're closing at 20 40 percent rate and you're closing one client a month through content especially at our price rate it's a free time roi on month two or three so mm -hmm. um, inbound opportunities is the one that is, is the most important for us then clients obviously and you, you know how they are, like they care about other shit. So like views and all that stuff, we, we documented. We measure uh, network growth. So uh, as part of our service, we send... For the personal profiles, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we mostly do personal profile. Company pages, we're mm -hmm. kind of trying to do that shit. Um, but like if we grow their network by like 300 people in one month, that's something that we measure. Because that actually is <coughs> meaningful, I think. To, to results, uh, but, but those are like the four or five metrics. When we're doing LinkedIn content that we measure, when we're doing articles, there's, there's other metrics, as like you said, time on page, uh, consumption, are they scrolling all the way down? Uh, what are the next step after that? Branded search queries. So, so there's a few more on that, but LinkedIn doesn't allow you to measure much more than, than what we do. Yeah, that's, that's why I asked. I'm trying to figure out what what I should measure for the for the company pages. It it doesn't give you much uh, chances to actually measure anything except those. I mean, they're improved in the last two months. They improved when it comes to the things that you can measure. Like yeah. you can now measure engagement. You can see engagement on specific posts, the most performing ones. Um, but I'm trying to see like what are the things that will uh, tell me are we on the right track besides looking at the, the likes. You know, I'm looking at them now and I can see from which companies are the people, are they relevant, those kind of things. But yeah. it's not something that, that I can report to somebody. Right. Yeah. Uh, for a company page, it's tough. It's tough because also the growth is difficult. Because you only get a number of invites that you can sign every, every month. Uh, so it's hard to grow. We've seen the reach to be lower than personal pages. So it, it is hard for us. For us, what we recommend, and I was talking with a prospect today, and he was asking me this, should we post on company page or a personal page? My recommendation now is to post on personal page and then share it on the company page. So if it's you, you post on, on Nemanja and then Funky Marketing reshares that mm -hmm. on your page, adds two lines or three lines on top. This is our CEO Nemanja talking about XYZ, whatever. Um, let's, 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 do, let's do an experiment. <laughs> just, just popped out in my mind. So there's a, there's a page we are doing, company page, and we are experimenting with those things that we were we talked about last time like try to use it to grow a brand through yeah. people who are guests on the podcast people who are uh founders of the startup that are part of the business development yeah those kind of things yeah Check i, I like that idea I, I think that's a good idea for for you guys and, and us uh we, we have an internal meeting this Friday with my company um, to talk about how to use our company page as well. And we're going to go for that strategy of resharing mm -hmm. content mm -hmm. from podcast guests. 
Okay, I can share I can share a page. I just want to show to everyone some of the things that we are experimenting with, and then I want to hear your feedback and maybe from the from the other guys who are here. Yeah, feel free to share your screen. I think I need to. Allow uh, yeah, you need to give me the permission. I think. Give me one sec. Mm hmm. All right, you should be good to go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here it is. It's Impact Hub Belgrade. And what are the things that we are doing when it comes to content? First of all is uh, videos. Mm -hmm. We have like Pavle, who is uh, the, the main man, the person that we want to create a brand around for Hub Belgrade, around his personal brand. Yeah. So we are using uh, videos in which he's talking about what do they do with Hub. So how do they develop programs? How do they work with startups? Those kind of things. Second thing are the quotes from the people from the podcast or event meetups that they organize. So this is the one where we actually don't have don't have a picture of the person we don't have the good one so we created like this yeah. uh but this is the guest uh this, the girl that's going to be a guest on the next meetup yeah so the focus is uh is on her and those kind of posts are actually performing well yeah i was going to say those are that engagement's going high on this post yeah also these ones when we have like the the picture of the of the person yeah they are performing very well like georgia is the now in charge of vault serbia so people know the brand people know him and i mean around 70 people who are reacting and to it for a company page is really really good yeah like you can yeah. see company pages with like two million followers who are not getting five likes mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why uh, I saw that that metric that is going up. This is the thing also that we are experimenting with. Wait a second. It's ran away. Yeah, like this kind of animated videos. Something. But these ones are not performing well. Right. Something is bugging. I don't know. It seems like these are working really well with the picture of mm. guest. Uh, yeah with a with a quote also if this uh this picture is only only picture of him is in the photo with the person tagged it's it works perfectly that's also something that that works good but i don't know we'll see it's seems like my wi-fi is yeah i think you're, you're getting good results there Mm-hmm. It's it's going very good. That's why I wanted to to share it to share it with you guys just to yeah. show you some of the things that we are experimenting. And also, what I'm seeing is that that links are starting to do good. Also, uh, not in the comments, but in the post. Right. Not high performing, but but good enough. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean. I don't need to go in analytics. You can you can see that it's going up, and it's the page of uh, thousand four hundred thirty-three followers. Yeah, how are you like growing that? Are you doing anything speci specifically to uh, grow followers, or is that something uh, that you're talking about? Yeah, basically, uh, we are not even inviting people. We are not using that hundred invites. I don't want to do that as. Uh, if somebody is going to do it, guys who are employees of Impahab Belgrade is going to do it. For now, as yeah. far as I know, they don't do it. What do I do? Uh, like once in uh, two weeks, we uh, invite in the post people to contact like Pavle or Gaia, people who are the main contact points for Impahab Belgrade. Yeah. If they are interested in business development, in helping their startups or certain businesses grow, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And that's it. 
basically no, that's how it is going. On, on the other hand, we are growing also personal brand of, of, uh, of Pavle on LinkedIn. Yeah. And in those two, two directions is where it, where it goes. Yeah, I'm going to start doing something myself similar for the company page of Influence Sporting. Just, uh, let's, let's try it out. I want to do it also on uh, funky marketing so we can measure yeah. how it goes. So, because uh, I've had, I have a lot of content that I can put out. Like, I have a lot of clips from podcasts. Because um, I, I don't like putting out too much content on LinkedIn. So, I, I save some of that for Instagram and Twitter. But I, I like to put it out. So, I think I'm going to do a, a rerun on the company page. I was thinking either doing that or on the personal brand of my second guy. So the guy who mm-hmm. I mentioned has been working with us for a long time. Uh, his LinkedIn page is a bit inactive. And, and I think we've had so much success on my personal page that he should also be, you know, um, creating content a lot as well for that. He's working a lot, so it's hard to find the time. But if he gets the videos, then I, I think it's, it's just easier. But I mean, uh, basic, basically, if he has connections, just use two days to send a message to to each one of them that right. will spark, spark everything up right yeah yeah so um yeah it's gonna be interesting i i think this is the only strategy for company pages that works like putting out people things that other people ha- are going to like and share uh from yeah i mean bas- basically talking about everything except Yourself. Your product, yeah, <laughs> yourself, yeah. I mean, that's something that that sounds logical, and that's something that we are doing for our personal brands, right? Yeah, yeah. But I do think on the personal brand, it, it gives you more space to like share by it more about yourself, right? It it allows you more space to be more introspective, to share stories, to share lessons to learn, and you can do that from the company page. But I do believe that what's going to work best for the company page is completely other people, right? Versus a mix of you and yourself. Um, so, you know, that's a second arm. Like you're saying, I don't think company page are the go-to thing. But if you can combine that with the personal page of the, of the CEO or an executive or an employee, yeah, it, it might be yeah, the I mean, last little push that can help. You can definitely do that. You have a lot of content that you're creating, already existing. Right. I mean, for some of the things, that's even like great. Yeah, yeah. we have, I believe, twenty something episodes right now of of the podcast, and three or four clips right for each episode. So we have, we do have a lot. Um, but I, I think we're going to see more companies doing that using the personal page of LinkedIn. Just it just makes sense. Yeah, guys, do you have any any questions? Want to jump in with something? Yeah, I have something to add. Uh, um, I was thinking about, you know, everyone is talking about like giving of value through your content and just posting some educational things, maybe about the things they are doing or about just anything else. So what do you think, guys? Would that work better uh, than um, just posting something more personal? Like, uh, is being a brand a, being a person or is it more about educating people? What works better? That's, that's, that's my question in your experience. Because I was for, trying... For, li- for LinkedIn. For LinkedIn, yeah. For, for example, for company page. So you were talking about like connecting uh, people or persons with the business and with a brand. So um, right now I, I'm trying to do something similar. I mean, I'm not sure if I want to go uh, one way or the other. Should I present myself as as a person who does this, who does this and that, or as someone who knows a lot about this and posts educational posts? Maybe can you give us a bit more context on on the specific case of yourself so that we i think it's going to give us a better idea yeah, so, so what's the situation right now 
Yeah, so we have a startup. It's a marketing startup. It's um, like um, automation, basically, um, and messaging marketing. So right now we need to start building our social profile since we were not doing that. And I'm trying to think of uh, like a strategy or tactics of how should I grow my, my channels. So uh, when I was thinking about LinkedIn, I was not sure if I should start with, uh, okay guys, uh, this and this, you should do this and this if you want to grow your audience or if you want to um, optimize uh, the delivery of your content. Uh, and this is the way you're doing it or should it be okay guys uh, it's me uh, Bratza and today we're going to talk about how um, whatever how we do it in in our company or something you know so um, should, should I try and find the balance between it, that or should I just stick to one or the other yep um, I, mean, I have some thoughts but uh, do you want to uh, yeah, go 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 on, go on. I'll I'll add something to it. Yeah. So um, my approach would be: you have to be known as the guy that's the expert on automation, right? On mm -hmm. you, I, I would zoom out and see what's the area that like people are looking for a solution. They still might not know that it's your specific solution. But if you can become the expert on automation or automation marketing, mm -hmm. eventually people are going to dive down to like what the specific thing that you do. So my content mm -hmm. will be focused around that on automation marketing, how to use it for companies. Obviously, I don't know more. I don't know the target audience and all that. Um, mm -hmm. But I would zoom out a little bit, see what the area and the content bucket that, that we call it is that you want to focus on. And then 80 to 90% of the content has to be about automation marketing. And from time to time, you can start adding content of the specific product that you guys are building, maybe stories about you building it. I would not go out and say, this is what we're doing, click this link or buy from us. But mm -hmm. try to soften that call to action into um, things that you can touch as well. So we're, building this thing and it's a challenge because of this or this is three lessons that we've learned as I'm, we're building product xyz uh, but 90 percent of the content will be zooming out becoming the expert in that, that specific niche in the industry and adding some soft call to action to let people know exactly what you're doing 10 to 15 percent of the time uh, that's how i approach the content topics where, where to distribute it if LinkedIn is the right platform if Twitter is the right platform that, that's another conversation but that works either way for whether you're doing LinkedIn or Twitter or both or uh, you're doing SEO I, I think that's zooming out for most of it and then softening out the call to actions for the remaining 10-15% I don't know if you're you have a different thought on that. yeah I mean uh... I agree. Uh, I agree for that part. Uh, I would focus on uh, the part that needs to go before that, and this is uh, showing how did you become uh, Bratza, the guy for the automation. Mm -hmm. You know how did that transition happen? Mm -hmm. I mean, I work in as, uh, as an activist. The NGO, they are moved to work in an agency, they are specialized in performer marketing. And now I wanted to, to zoom out and see the bigger picture, so I went into, into content branding and, and B2B. That's the kind of transition that people uh, would like to see when they come to your profile because they want to know how did you become the expert for the automation. And uh, Marty said good things about uh, mixing it up like the one thing that you need to do definitely is hammering on the topics that are giving specific things to your potential clients, to the audience about automation. Like uh, specific things that wouldn't attract as many people as, as uh, you would like to have at the start. Mm -hmm. But as you are growing, you will have more and more people who are uh, connected to that. 
And then, I mean, you uh, you can check at Marty's, I don't know, last, uh, last or one of the last posts when he like uh, was talking about the glue guys in the NBA teams. So he, he is mixing like that sport content with, uh, with those things and services that uh, they are performing. So uh, that can be a good direction. And also one thing that I want to uh, tell you, and it's something that's highly important, people often forget about it. It's not connected to the, to the content that you will create. It's about the network that you will grow. You need to constantly add new stream of connections uh, to your profile. And those should be people who are interested in your content, not only your target group, but people who are uh, your colleagues, fellow marketers, like people who are interested in knowing more about automation, getting educated about that topic, sharing experiences. This is how you will get the, the bigger reach outside of your own connections. You will also get theirs. Yeah. I'd like to add, um, just one final thought on that. Um, it's also very important that your profile is, is very well optimized because um, like at, at that point, if somebody reads your content, checks your profile, they need to understand what you actually do and how you can help them and how that product that you guys are building can help them as well. So w when it comes to the profile, I do think that like the next steps have to be very clear so that that traffic that you're generating to your profile from your content goes to somewhere that's useful. So um, feel free to check my own LinkedIn profile uh, for the bio. Like I have a Calendly link there. I have the services that we provide, who we provide, and I'm very straight, straightforward there. Um, I'm not much to tell stories on the personal profile. I'm to the point because um, that, that's where you do the selling. So the selling go is done by your profile bio and your website. Uh, the goal of your content is to get the right people to check the, your profile and the website. Um, so that lead handoff, we, we call it lead handoff, like passing the lead uh, down the funnel is, is important and your profile needs to be optimized so that happens. And then I, I do agree with Amanya. Think of the two or three main topics that you're going to be creating content around. For me, are B2B content marketing, personal branding, and my experience as a CEO and my story. And then you, you mix that with your personal stories and who you are as an individual. But you need to create content around the two or three main areas that uh, your prospects care about and you're an expert. Or at least somebody in the, in the company is an expert. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yep, I hope um, I hope that helps. I, I don't know if we were super clear, but if you have yeah, any, you were yeah. For questions. the most part, and the, for the part that I needed, you you, you were thanks. Okay, um, so can you tell us a bit more about the company and all that, so that we get a, bit, a better picture? I, I'm just interested of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our company is a messaging marketing uh, company. We, our customers are businesses and our ideal customers are like media publishers and marketing agencies or so we, or so we think. Uh, we have a few customers and most, I mean, all of them are actually news publishers and marketing agencies. Um, so uh, our main uh, point is uh, direct messaging. So we have a few uh, direct messaging channels active right now, and that's uh, Facebook Messenger, Viber, and um, uh, Web Push and SMS. So uh, basically, that, that's that's about it. So it's it's also an automation platform. So it's a multi um, multi uh, platform messaging uh, marketing messaging uh, platform. Yeah. Yeah, what, what are you guys doing in terms of like marketing or, or uh, is the company new and, and you guys are just starting up or do you guys have a, a marketing strategy set up already? Well, it's kind of new. We're working, we've been working on it for a year and a half, okay. but unfortunately we haven't been able to um, actually uh, have some huge marketing efforts 
up until now and now we we are trying to set everything up we've been doing um, sales but the marketing part is a little bit neglected and that's <laughs> that's the thing that i hate because uh, i'm supposed to be a marketing guy but i'm doing everything else except for marketing so now i'm trying to to be more focused on just growth and uh, and of course the branding uh, I, I guess that's yeah, I mean, the last thing mm -hmm. marty they they people know them around here because uh they they pitched on uh investors okay on few occasions and they won actually the the pitches Mm. So, so people know them and see the potential in there. So basically, they they have proven uh, a concept, and then they are on the on the uh, on the stage when they like get growing with marketing and building everything up. Interesting. Yeah. If you want to send me first love the link to your website or something, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm curious. Um, to do tomorrow, what you guys are up to. Yeah, and as Nemanja said, our um, people like our idea, but still we need to work uh, a lot on it actually to get actually the paying customers and to, to grow exponentially. Yeah. Um, is the we don't want, like, uh, it is like, well, it is usable, <laughs> but right now we're, we're trying to uh, redesign it and to implement some more uh, features. So we were supposed, we got the, the grant, it's an uh, innovation fund from uh, the Republic of Serbia. So now it's like a project and we, we just have to have implement the things we, we wrote down there. So uh, we will have fully prepared product in a few weeks. Right. And then you can, you can check it out. I would appreciate your, your feedback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Happy to help in any way that I can or introduce you to guys to somebody or, or anything that I can do. Happy to do it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, Alexandra, anything else? Or? No, I mean, I wanted to check if Alexandra wants to say something because she's uh, our most persistent member on these calls and she is always like quiet <laughs> listener don't put her on the spot like this man i don't know what to say because i'm a student yet and <laughs> i don't have <laughs> I, I, Nemaya, you, you just put her on the spot like that that's a method yeah yeah that's those are first steps <laughs> <laughs> i hope so Awesome guys. So um, yeah, I'm happy we, we had the chance to chat. Always great talking to you, Nemanja, and everybody else. Um, we'll see you guys next Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday today? Yeah. Wednesday at six. Yeah. yeah, this was great. I think we, we told so many things in so short time. It yeah. was like yeah, we touched really on great value. Awesome, brother. All right, everyone. I'll Thank bye you. bye, take bye. care. Good six. Thanks. See you. Bye -bye.